Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Matt Sin from Wrestle Life Radio, and this is Roundtable episode number two, episode 72. I'm here with my cousin Kyle, that is Kyle Pauly. I am Matt Sin, and I'm here with my friend Gerard from the Through the Table podcast. How you doing, Gerard? What's up, everybody, guys? Thank you for having me on. I'm super stoked for this episode. Oh man, this is going to be really fun. We're going to talk about what's next for NXT. You know, we just watched Survivor Series a few weeks ago. Because of the fallout of that, NXT actually beat AEW in the ratings. Today is actually December the 12th when we're recording this, and we just found out that this week's episode of AEW and NXT tied. Literal dead tie in viewership. If that's not a Wednesday Night War, I don't know what is. It's so so much fun. But before we get started on that, Gerard, tell us a little bit about your podcast and where we can find it. Hey, um, we're the Through the Table podcast. You can find us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcast. We're a wrestling podcast, obviously. We try to do as many reviews as we could, but our favorite things to do is fantasy bookings and guides. Our flagship episode, if you guys want to check it out, it's almost Wrestle Kingdom season. Check out our guide, the New Beginner's Guide to New Japan Pro Wrestling. See, that's really great because I'll tell you, I absolutely love Japan. I went, we were, before we started the podcast, we were talking about visiting Japan. My wife and I went last year, and the amount of New Japan I've watched is probably less than 10 hours in my entire life. So I didn't even know you guys did that, and I'm actually super excited about it. And I'm going to be listening to that on my drive time here next week. So that's going to oh, be really yeah, cool. I love it, guys. It's great. It's great. Awesome. We put a lot of work into it, but yeah, we're on all platforms and. We're super excited to, for the next year, 2020, also. That's awesome. And Wrestle Kingdom is, is it next weekend? Um, January 4th and 5th, first time ever, double night. I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that. I, I think one thing, one roundtable that we're eventually going to get to is should WrestleMania move to two days? But we're not going to talk about that now because that could be a long, long conversation. But I think that's a really cool, it's, it's a cool idea, whether or not it works or not. But it's very interesting, and I'm definitely, I think I'm going to watch it this year for the first time. It's going to be awesome. So let's talk a little bit about NXT and what's next for NXT. So we all saw Survivor Series. We saw NXT win in a pretty strong fashion, right? 4-2-1. to one. Um, it, it has made Seth Rollins turn heel NXT won so, so badly. So, yeah, with the ratings wars going on against AEW, I want to know, you know, do you guys think that NXT wrestlers will continue to appear on Raw and SmackDown? And uh, do you think it'll be good for NXT? And do you think it'll be good for the main roster? I think we'll see them on the main roster here and there. I think especially with the Rumble coming up in about a month or so. A month yeah. or so change. I think, and I think it's more better for the NXT guys. It gives them more exposure. Makes them more relevant to the casual audience, which is what they're trying to draw in. They already got the hardcore fan base watching right. weekly, so they wanted to get those casuals in. Example: Look at Keith Lee, how over he's gotten since Survivor Series compared to. And he's incredible. He deserves it. Yeah, he's he's an amazing performer. So like that's why I think it's better for them. I don't know if, how much it is as a positive for the main roster. I'm not too sure on that, but I think for NXT, the more more they could be on, the better. Yeah. I think that actually can, and Kyle, I'm going to let you answer, but just a real quick aside. I do think that it would be really good for the main roster if they can get that star, because I think that Raw and SmackDown are both missing stars. They they each have a couple, but I, I think that it would be good. What do you think, Kyle? Um, I'm sorry. 
I'm just kind of confused. Uh, I'm just sitting here wondering why Chris sounds so different. <laughs> you know, it, it's it been, is, I know it's, he's, it's been a while since he's since he's done an episode with us, but it's a different sound for Chris. He even changed his name for this episode. Okay, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I uh, I think it's it, obviously it's been good for NXT to have them on the main roster. I don't think they will continue to uh, feature main roster stars. I think it was for Survivor Series. Um, although, I mean, they've already broken the rules, you know, yeah, post Survivor yeah. Series with uh, Sami Zayn showing up on Raw uh, yeah. this past week. So uh, who knows? But um, what I do think it will mean, and uh, we'll see, you know, what kind of what comes up with the uh, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley thing. I think it's going to result in more call-ups because obviously Vince got to look firsthand at these guys. He got to work with them. Obviously, he felt you know very strongly about Keith Lee. Uh, apparently, he was very high on Shayna Baszler, which uh, you know coming out of this NXT Women's Title match, maybe she can uh, move up to the main roster. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for these stars to move up on the main roster. But as far as like cross-performing, like they did for Survivor Series, maybe around WrestleMania, it'll happen more. Uh, but right now, I think they're gonna you know just kind of stick on their own shows. I mean, obviously they benefited from it because they, they, you know, they popped a rating uh, and, you know, now they're definitely closely competing with NXT uh, and they've taken some fans from Raw and SmackDown over to uh, Wednesday nights. So. Which is what they need to do. Right. So, yeah, obviously long term, it's good for them and they've they built stars. But I think one of the issues is, you know, apparently Triple H, he had Keith Lee all the time and he just didn't see it in him or something like he would wrestle on the show. but. He just never gave him that push. And it it wasn't until, right. It wasn't really until Vince, you know, got him and, you know, was able to feature him. And I mean, look, he got over doing it. So, uh, and now Triple H is using him, but how will he use him? Will he, you know, take, you know, give Keith Lee the ball that, you know, the Vince believes in him or will he kind of let him have a little run and then kind of put him back down? You know, we'll see. Now, Gerard, do you think that Vince McMahon will force Triple H into putting some of the main roster guys on NXT to help pop that rating and perhaps beat AEW another week? Um, I don't think so. I think they already kind of tried that, and it's kind of proven that it's it's a a fifty. You're pretty much flipping a coin, even with the main roster right guys on there because they had AJ Styles wrestling in the main event on NXT episode, if I recall. They did, and and they still lost that one. So I think it's fifty fifty. If anything, I think. I think would be more. They're more open to maybe doing trades within the rosters. It's, you yeah. know, you could maybe send some guys down a little bit that you that aren't really like too featured on there, but they still have like Finn Balor was the perfect example of that. Right. And I think we just, I think we'll see more of that before we see like directly them sending guys down automatically. That was actually my next question. So Kyle, if if NXT is gonna raid the main roster and they're gonna take a former NXT guy to bring the NXT. How many times can I say NXT in 15 seconds? <laughs> How, who 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 would be the best for them to take? The best for the performer and for the brand? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I could see – I don't think it's going to be any major star because obviously SmackDown on Fox is a priority, so they're not going to want to pull stars from the show. Right. I mean, Finn Balor was in an interesting position because obviously he was – you know, he came off of an injury – but he, you know, he wasn't really going anywhere creatively and it didn't seem like they really had anything for him. And he, you know, willingly 
willingly went down to NXT to kind of work there. Uh, I could see some guys, I mean, it, probably not the biggest stars, but, you know, maybe a team like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawking, um, Kurt Hawkins going and um, doing a program or two down there. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't done it yet, honestly. Uh, but I think, um, you know, they, they did something like that with Fandango and Tyler Breeze, even though they, you know, Tyler Breeze was more of a star on NXT, but, right. you know, taking a tag team down like that. Um, but I don't see any major stars doing it. Like they, they're too much, you know, they're needed on the bigger shows. And I think, I mean, Finn Balor's kind of the exception, but I, f- I feel like it would just kind of be a demotion for most people. So they probably wouldn't be willing to do it. If I'm taking someone and this guy is doing something on the main roster, but if I'm taking someone, I'm taking Sami Zayn. I think he would be perfect his character is very drastically different now. Take him off TV for three or four months. Bring him back as a big baby face in NXT. And I think he would get a pop like no other. I think it would be incredible. That's I, true. And I love it. I love Sami Zayn. And I actually love Body what he's doing right now, but I miss him in the ring. He's too talented. Yeah, so I agree I, I with know. that. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Again, he's good at what he's doing, but I really do. I really miss him in the ring. So if, he's got his manager license now. So apparently yes, he's, uh, he can go anywhere he wants. He, he's in it for the long haul. Maybe he'll show up at NXT and be like, Oh, I got my manager's license. I'm going to be on all three now. I mean, he can, it's, it's in the rules apparently. Cause it's now so, you just stupid. Go wherever. Rules. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. So <laughs> if NXT is going to win this war against AEW, and this is obviously going to go on for years, right? I mean, I think we were to expect that. I can't imagine Vince McMahon, switching nights for Raw or SmackDown to Wednesday just to feud with AEW. And I think AEW is going to be on Wednesday for the long haul. I think that's actually in their contract. So, Gerard, if NXT is going to beat AEW, you know, for the long term, what must they do to to make those ratings steadily uh, increase? This is, for me, I think it's all about creating stars. And I'm not talking about... Um, signing a, a hot name from Ring of Honor or Impact or somewhere like that. Okay. Because I think the days are gone of them signing top New Japan guys due to the money yeah. difference now. Like, if you're going to sign one of them, you're going to put them on the main roster from Jump Street now. It's about – I think they need to create their own guys here. I mean, they've done a good job building the current NXT crop, but they're not pushing that rating too far up even when they win. I think they need they need to have that own homegrown star on, on NXT that's built through the system. Similar to like how they was with Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. A character right. that's homegrown that's a hundred percent a WWE creation. And that that's how you that's how you build you need to build stars that are independent towards that. That's like AEW's trying yeah, they have Jericho and Moxley, but they're building these younger guys like Darby Allen, for example, who's who's yeah. a decent name on the indies, but He's gone from an indie guy to like now people are viewing him as a top tier guy for AEW. And right. I think that's what NXT got to do. That's why I hope they don't really intermin the rosters too much to boost ratings in the short term because that's going to hurt them long term. Because you're going to, it's just like the part timers for years. You relied on the part timers and now it hurt guys of this generation. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Now, Kyle, what do, what do you think? What do they need to do? So what's kind of not made too much sense to me, uh, WWE has been known for kind of, especially lately, like hot shotting things to, you know, pop a rating or, you know, pushing stories <clears throat> quicker just to get a matchup, even if it doesn't make sense. 
And I really feel like them moving NXT to Wednesday nights to live TV and to compete with AEW was a very much short minded decision because it, it, because long-term, I mean, they, they can say all they want that this is a third brand. And I mean, to an extent it is, but at the end of the day, it's still developmental. They're still bringing people in all the time for tryouts. There's still wrestlers there who aren't getting any TV time who are working for it. I mean, people are going to stop going there if they just have a roster full of stars who won't let you get any TV time. Like, there's, it's not meant to be a Raw or SmackDown. Like, yeah. it's just not, at least long term. And if, I mean, they're going to need to create another brand, you know, another brand if they're going to want to keep it that way. Like, it's, it, it's not a very long term brand, I guess. So, yeah. and they haven't really shuffled talent like how they traditionally have done in the last couple of years with NXT. Right, either. right. I, I, I don't know. I think you guys probably have picked up on that too. Because yeah. traditionally, guys like Adam Cole would have already been called up already. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Like two or three yeah. years in on this run already. Or Gargano and Ciampa have been on NXT for like four years now, it feels like. They got like semi called up for a couple weeks and then got yeah. pushed back down after Tommaso's injury. Yeah. And I can see like guys like that sticking around because I really don't think Vince is going to want to do much with him. Uh, I mean, you could say it's because of their size or whatever. I mean, Champa, he looks great. I mean, I thought he did fantastic, you know, in the Survivor Series build. I thought he, I mean, even in the ring, standing toe to toe to, you know, some of these big superstars, he looked legitimate. It wasn't like yeah. he was, he wasn't you know, like a tiny guy, like a midget or yeah. something. Like, I felt like he, you know, he might be one that could, you know, move up. But they, I think they'll still move some stars. Uh, I don't think they're just going to stick them to the brand because, like I said, at the end of the day, they've got guys in waiting. They're bringing talent in. I still think it's a developmental brand. I think if they want to compete in the long term against AEW, I'm actually going opposite of Gerard here. I think they're going to have to bring in stars from either New Japan or Ring of Honor or guys like that because that's traditionally how NXT has been. Yeah. They'll have new guys like the um, Velveteen Dreams. They'll have guys like this who they can create. But I think for like, you know, to pop a rating and to kind of keep, you know, a short term thing, they're going to need, you know, star power off the bat. Like, slow building a star is, I mean, it's like I said, it's kind of a short-term brand. So I just don't see a long-term build of a star that would compete because you also got to think once they get to the stardom, they're going to want them on their main roster because Fox isn't paying for NXT to create stars. USA isn't paying for NXT to create stars. They're paying for Raw and SmackDown. Those are the shows. And I mean, NXT is going to be on Wednesday nights, but that was more a WWE USA network thing. Like, I don't think that's going to be their flagship show ever. Oh, no, it's yeah. Just that, not. That, that's for sure. I, and I think it's really, to me, how NXT is, the people I see getting called up now are the second-tier men and women on the rosters. Like, the recent call-ups was Heavy Machinery, Lacey Evans type of people. I don't see them really dropping. Like, why would you drop Adam Cole off to Raw SmackDown while you're competing against AEW? So, like, it's a weird – they're in a weird spot where they're in between developmental and being, like, an actual third brand. They're in that, like, transition period. Right. And it's, like, really weird to see because most of these guys and girls probably would have been up already, especially, like, Shane right. and right. Yeah. Well, I think if somebody really pops, though, like, uh, you know, a Matt Riddle or Keith Lee, if they just, like, took off, they're going to ship them the main roster quick. At least you would assume so. I mean, I'd be very surprised if they kept them for a long-term, you know – like a year or so after they pop, like Especially I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, yeah, and I mean he he's popping now, but like I I really see him coming to the main roster sooner rather than later. 
so I'm not, we'll see what, you know, what they do, but I think to create, you know, they're, they're going to need to be more short-term stars and, you know, bringing in talent from elsewhere has kind of been what, I mean, that's what they've done in the past. They had the run with, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor, you know, they kind of got over, Kevin but Steen, Samoa Joe. Exactly. And, but they, once they popped, they kind of got quickly, quickly got called up to the main roster. And so they had to kind of replenish that with, you know, the Adam Coles, the Tommaso Ciampas. So I don't, we'll see how they do. Cause it's definitely something new, but I just don't see NXT being a long-term star building. I mean, maybe for a year. And that's the thing, AEW on the other side, they're always going to have Chris Jericho or, you know, at least for the next couple of years, they're always going to have Cody, Kenny Omega. They're going to stay on that show. They're not going to be called up to somewhere else. So they're yeah. going to establish stars and keep them there. Whereas NXT is going to have to, like I said, their their stars are very short term, or that's how I see it anyway. One issue that I have with NXT is because they're a developmental brand, and they still are. You have matches like Zaya Lee versus Aaliyah that should not be on a major television show. And I'm just using them as an example, but I feel like about once a week, unless they're having one of these major, you know, mini takeover shows like they're going to have next week, there's a developmental match, and and they need that. You need, to, but, you need to give these people TV time. Yeah, it's just difficult for me because if on one show I'm seeing Zaya Lee versus Aaliyah and on the other show I'm seeing the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, that that just puts NXT in a bad spot. So I almost wish they had like some sort of like local Orlando show where they could put these guys and highlight them. And NXT actually does tour. They were in Jacksonville last week and I didn't know about it to the last minute or I would have been. So, you know, they do a show like the really small, basically indie show pretty frequently in Florida to feature these guys and let them work. Right. Or otherwise they would never get ring time and they get to work in front of a crowd and try things out. I mean, they've been doing that for years, but I mean, still being able to get TV experience and see if something clicks is that's something they can't get by doing those little tiny shows. It's just so weird. It's just such a weird situation to be a developmental brand, but not really a developmental brand because you're a third brand that's feuding with another up and coming roster. It's just, it is a weird situation. Yeah. You brought up a great point with, with um, talent, maybe putting them on indie shows. New Japan does that with their young line system. They funnel them out. out. I think their show to Umino is a great example. He's in London right now. You know, and oh, he's, cool. working, he's working like Rev Pro, and then they have a couple guys on the West Coast. So like they're doing, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, I don't, I, I'm kind of past them being a developmental now. That's me. I know, me too. Yeah, so like it's very weird. Like you said, it's a weird transition period, and I, I believe like what you guys said that they kind of rushed this because they're like, oh shit, they're going to the Wednesday nights. We have to. Right. We we need to have that presence on Wednesday. Well, I think it's it's just odd because I mean they're definitely putting the face on that or the mask on that they're a third brand. But like I said, their, their structure and their internal workings as, you know, NXT and at the performance center is still developmental. It's kind of going so, against what they're doing in a sense. Or they're, exactly. you know, yeah. They're in the middle of the road or they're like a fork in the road of, are they going to stay developmental or are they actually going to make this a third brand? And I mean, Triple H is saying constantly, like this is basically just third brand. He could say it only once, but, I mean, they're, like I said, they're still bringing in people for tryouts. Yeah, you're They've still got people, like, loads of people there who are working and trying to get TV time. So, I mean, it's still developmental. So, it's which one are they going to go? I think they, I mean, and you could have a little bit of both. I think it's fine. But I, I, as far as competing directly 
with AEW, at least for the long term, I, I don't know. I think they would have to be a little bit less de- developmental and more of a third brand. But what if they did something I, like I this? Like I'm taking this from AEW, and especially because their roster, like you mentioned, like Isaiah Lee or um, Aaliyah, like the under underutilized or you know the green talent. Why don't they yeah. do like NXT Dark on the network? Make it an hour. Ah, uh, what a great idea! You know, and then you have these talents that aren't really on, who aren't really ready yet to be on the main shows, and then you put them on there, and then, and then right. you, you you build an audience with them on through NXT, NXT whatever, and then when you want them on the main show, they're actually ready to actually be on a big brand and be on national television. That's really cool, and obviously the NXT fans don't mind sitting there because they used to record multiple five, shows yeah. in, in one night. Now their show's much shorter. It's two hours now. So if you add an extra hour and do dark matches with them, and it's not like WWE or NXT keep records anyway, so it'll be even easier for them to do it and to book it than it is for AEW. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, so if you're taking, if you're a main roster, right, and you're Raw or SmackDown, and I'm going to let you guys pick which one, and Gerard, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you be Raw or SmackDown, and I'm going to let you cherry pick any one NXT star to pull onto the main roster. Ooh, okay. Well, I'll be SmackDown because I want that Fox money. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? And I'm, it's hard because I, I'm a big Gargano mark, and I like him, and I like certain guys. But if I'm gonna like if I'm gonna build someone to have like my, essentially my top star is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I'll, a new guy or girl that you're gonna build your roster around a new main event star. I'm gonna I'm honestly and I'm I don't know if I'm a prisoner in a moment, but I'm gonna go Keith Lee, big guy. Yeah. I, mean, I think if you build your promotion around a big heavyweight, every major promotion does this. It's like you build around yep. the top heavyweight and then you work your way down the card and through. And I think he's interesting because his moveset is very modernized, too, for a big guy. There's, yeah. there's about, like, three guys in, in wrestling right now who are actually doing what he can do at yeah. that size. So, like, I would, I would pick someone like Keith Lee. And I think he's I think he fits well as a babyface. He seems like a very likable guy. And I think he'll be someone you want to build around. You want to build around a top heavyweight for me. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, you're Paul Heyman, and you're sick of all these cuck storylines. And you want to bring in someone from NXT that is not named Keith Lee to help you win the ratings war against SmackDown because we all know that that's Ron SmackDown. Survivor Series told us they want to be the best roster, right? So, Paul Heyman, Monday Night Raw, you're bringing in an NXT guy or girl. Go. I mean, I think if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you're not going to be surprised by this answer because <laughs> I've been singing his praises forever. And I, honestly, I don't think WWE is ever going to get him right. But man, if I had a choice, Matt Riddle's the guy. Oh, that, that, that was my second pick. If I, if mm-hmm. I had like, yeah. Well, I think he just even on NXT, I don't think he's completely been used to his potential. Like, obviously, he's got like the look. He's and he's so unique. He's got, he's got a legitimate background. He's just such a well polished guy in the ring. Charismatic as hell too. Oh yeah, he, he is, and he, he doesn't have the best promos per se at this point at this point but i mean but he's wwe always talks about building you know their superstars and you know having over-the-top personalities and all these characters on tv matt riddle is matt riddle 24 7 365 days a year yeah he's He's just matt riddle he is his own character like it's the easiest star to make and not only that so 
one of the big things right now is, and I mean, this goes for NXT, but also on the main roster, AEW is actually beating WWE in the young demographic. Who's like the one guy who just right off the bat can cross over into that demographic? Yeah. It's Matt Riddle. And he's actually, I mean, he's, he's actually, if you follow like Melcher's stats, he broke it down. Matt Riddle has, out of all the people, the segments on NXT, when he's on, he has the 18 to 35 already locked. That makes I mean, sense. yeah, he, he's such a, I mean, he's almost a kid at heart in a lot of ways, but I mean, that works for his benefit, I think. And he's, so, I mean, he's obviously anti-establishment. I don't know how he would, you know, work with Vince or whatever, because he's, he's clashed heads with Dana White in the UFC. Obviously he hates Goldberg. So he's clashed <laughs> with him, but, and he's his own man. So, I mean, it would definitely be, but I mean, Hey, Shawn Michaels was still able to do it. Stone Cold Steve Austin was able to do it. You don't have to be, I mean, it would be hard in this day and age in WWE because obviously John Moxley wasn't able to do it. CM Punk wasn't able to do it, but being able to be your own man and kind of lay your foot down would, you know, be something you have to get over, I think. But God, like, I just don't see why it's so hard to get this guy. Just put him on TV and let him do his thing. And he's yeah. a legit- see what happens. And he's a legitimate athlete. That's like, oh, yeah. he yeah. has, he's, a, what, he's like, if you follow, he's got a chiseled physique, player, like five he's, yeah. Like, uh, he, I think he just has star written all over him. Like, yeah, I mean, and I hope they figure something out at some point. He's he's so charismatic, you know, when he just when he comes to the ring, his, his music's great. Like, I love everything about it. Like, I, I can't say enough about Matt Riddle, so he'd definitely be my guy. So you're definitely high on Matt Riddle. Yes. <laughs> I think if any of us are here, Matt Riddle will all be high. That's, that's kind of the way it works, right? <laughs> all right, Gerard, you said you'd love a fantasy book, and I do too. So we're going to ask one more question and then we're going to wrap it up. So one of the cool things about the Monday Night Wars with WCW versus the WWF is that you had stars hopping from one to the other. And everyone remembers the day that Lex Luger was on both shows. There's not a wrestling fan I know that hasn't either watched live or at least heard of the NWO. So... And you had guys like X-Pac, who is now going in the Hall of Fame with the NWO, just did it with DX last year because he was all over the place. So tell me, if you could poach one person from AEW as a star to show up on NXT, who would that one person be? Oh, I think Kenny Omega would be my pick. And I think okay. he, I think he's their most complete guy overall. And I yeah. think I think my one complaint with AEW, I think they've done a disservice to him. And I know it's a lot has to do with him being okay taking the back seat right now. Yeah. But he should be in the forefront of this because he's a big reason why they have this company. And I think him on NXT would be like break the the IW whatever wrestling internet would be yeah. shattered all over the place. And just yeah. imagine some of the matches he could have Riddle Omega. I know. R- they wanted Matt Riddle in New Japan. Kenny Omega was on the record of saying they tried to get him. Yep. So, like, imagine a Riddle-Omega match, Heath Lee-Omega, Gargano or Chiapa-Omega. Like, that's just, like, big-time match appeal. I would love – I'm a Johnny Gargano mark, too, and I'd love to see him versus Kenny Omega. It would be absolutely incredible. Like a good 40 minutes? Like, come on now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, Kyle, what about you? Who are you taking? I mean, obviously, I'm taping Le Champion. <laughs> Actually, uh, that no. makes sense. Chris Jericho on a developmental break. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too easy and doesn't make much sense. So yeah. I, I won't do Chris Jericho. Honestly, I mean, 
he's not a developmental guy. And, and I don't think Kenny Omega is either. Uh, but if I had to pick somebody to come in and like just work well with everybody and just like put on, you know, great matches and just be, you know, a cannonball like on the NXT show. And a lot of people might not think about this, but I'm thinking Ray Phoenix. Oh, he's so good. And I've, I mean, we've kind of talked about it on the AEW shows. Um, I mean, I love him as, you know, as his tag team with the Lucha Brothers and Pentagon is great as well. But man, he's been lighting it up as a singles wrestler. I mean, I saw him, you know, tear it up on Lucha Underground before he got to AEW. He has the I mean, even as a single superstar, this guy is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And just imagine him on NXT going against a Matt Riddle, against, you know, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, he could just light it up with so many people. Yep. And I mean, hey, if if you wanted to bring – yeah, he really does. And like – they they've been looking for you know the new Rey Mysterio and I mean he's as close as you're gonna get yeah he's my pick yeah that's a great pick so Phoenix is a great pick and Omega's a great pick but I want to talk to you guys about something and I'm I'm gonna play this game too so when you you have guys like Ricochet who get the main roster and who is now feels like just a guy and kind of a dope and is Phoenix really a better wrestler than Ricochet yeah I I don't know that he is maybe I he is say, yeah. but yeah, but I think Ricochet is is incredible. Kenny Omega, if they did him right, I, I know that NXT would do him right, but I'm not sure that the main roster would. Right. I think the WWE is about characters. And I want NXT to bring in someone, someone young, someone that can work the mic, and someone that we can develop in the ring to bring up to the main roster. And that man is none other than Maxwell Jacob Friedman. That's Miz, my pick. He he yeah. just reminds me of the Miz, like before the Miz got that main event. I can, I can see that, yeah. Like that's what he is to me, and that's a good, that's a compliment to um, Mark yeah. Because I'm a big Miz guy too. I am too. I, I wasn't when I was younger, but I, I I've liked him pretty much since his tag team with Morrison when he was like judging the bikini contest and stuff. I'm like, who is this Joker? Oh yeah, that, I didn't like that, but I love the Morrison stuff, and I think there's a it's a fair comparison. For sure, with Miz and MJF. MJF anywhere is the top heel in any company. It's insane, in isn't world. it? He's twenty three years old. Yeah, he's ahead and, of his time. And I've I've been uh I've been listening to Wrestling Observer and uh one guy that Meltzer's been comparing him to, and I think it's great. And I mean it's it's a little bit of a data reference, but if you know him at all, it's perfect. It's Roddy Piper. Like oh, man. Yeah. because Roddy Piper could make you you know, he could make you grit your fingernails against the chair, you'd be so mad at him. And he, he was Roddy Piper 24 seven. And I mean, I've sent Matt a video of MJF at a, a autograph signing where he's just belittling the people who he's are asking so for an autograph, calling them fat boy and all this stuff, like just to their face. Like he's not just a character on TV. He's MJF all the time. He lives that character. It's a, he's he really old, does. He, it's a very much old school kind of thing that he does. Yep. And I love people, it. That's what yeah, I love about him. Not many people keep kayfabe alive, but MJF no. is one of those guys, man. Yep. Yeah, and I can't believe I looked him over because over, Matt is a great pick. I yeah. think he would, you know, do great on NXT. I mean, he'd do great on the main roster right now. Yeah, I mean, he's a smaller guy, and you know, he who knows what Vince would do with him. But that works for his character too. At the same time, because he's a little bit does, he does. like talks you down. And this, yeah. it's like I could take that guy if he was talking to me, type of thing. That's why he makes such a good hero. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's a great pick. I might actually even take as a second pick 
uh, and, and we'll wrap up, but I think Pentagon would actually do well when you're talking about Phoenix, because I think that oh, Zeto sure. Nieto thing would go over really well on the main roster. I think you could get people behind him with that. I mean, he's got a fantastic look for sure. Like yeah, he looks just really cool. looks awesome. Um, so he'd be great. And, and I will say we kind of didn't, uh, I mean, I, I kind of noticed this and, you know, I was very much as part of it too. We didn't talk as much about the women here, but I right. mean, man, they're, they're as big a part of NXT right now as, as ever. And if, if, you know, t- talking on the subject too, I mean, I'm going to throw another one in there that I might put over on NXT because I think she would be great. There would be Britt Baker. Yep. Uh, AEW's tried to push her and she's still a little green and that's probably why they haven't yeah, you know, that, pulled that the trigger on her completely. Yeah. But I think she could, you know, learn in NXT, but man, imagine her at Adam Cole's side and, you know, as, as a part of, yeah. yeah, she'd be so great and she could still be in the women's division and be a part of Undisputed Era and just like, but she could get involved in the matches. Well, I mean, I think that would help her so much. I think she'd probably be better on NXT than AEW, she would be able to work with him, yeah. and you know, be able to develop her character while in a group like that. So, Rio would do good uh, I think NXT she'd be another too. one. Now that I think about it, they don't have to go well with the Joshi people in NXT. Yeah, yeah, right. I would probably. And we're not going to play this game because we, we'll save it for another one. But I might even take Rhea Ripley or Shanna Baszler if I'm taking one from NXT to AEW. Because I think if you build, they need a woman star to build around. They don't need more men stars. You could say Adam Cole would be amazing, and he would. But like, can you imagine bringing Rhea Ripley to AEW and building that that around her? I think that'd be a much better, much better uh, thing to do than just bring over another guy because they've already got right. a ton of male yeah. superstars. They've got like two female superstars, and that's just because they've they've built them. They really don't have, you know, much of anyone other than Awesome Kong. So. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 72 of Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt. I'm here with Kyle. We really appreciate you being with us, Gerard. Tell us how we can find you on social media. Yeah, so we're on Instagram at Through the Table. We're also on Instagram at iStrongStyle if you want more f- funny content and instead of more serious wrestling news. We're on Facebook at Through the Table. We're at 3T Pod on Twitter. Our Twitter is pretty new, so we're trying to build that up. We're also on YouTube. More YouTube content on the way at Through the Table in 2020. And I just want to give you guys a shout-out. Thank you guys for having me on. It was a blast. Yeah, man. I hope we get to do it again very soon. Now, before, yeah, for sure. Before we cut you off, I do want to say, aren't you doing – I know you're doing a uh, like a questionnaire right now. Like, Oh, with, yeah. Uh, yeah, t- tell us about – when is that over? So it's the Golden Table Awards. We do our end-of-the-year award show – Voted by you, the listeners, the viewers, the followers, everything. Um, we're probably closing it around between the 13th and the 15th of December. So it's coming up pretty close. We got over okay. almost 300 entries already. So we're we're stoked awesome. about that. That's, that's one of our favorite episodes to do. That's super cool, man. That's super cool. Well, make sure to check out the Through the Table podcast. My name is Matt. I am WrestleLifeMatt on Instagram and Twitter. Kyle, we can find you on Instagram at... Kyle.Polly. And you can find us all at Wrestle Life Radio on Facebook and Instagram and Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. You know where to find us. You're listening to us right now. We hope you have a great day. Check us out again next week. And don't forget to check out the Through the, T- Through the Table podcast. Have a great day, guys. See ya.